The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. Hi, it's Doc Thompson to tell you about a wonderful book available in paperback and in stores for the first time, The List by legendary best-selling author J.A. Conrad. It plunges you into a twisted conspiracy that runs deep into the very heart of the American government. Ten strangers, each with a mysterious tattoo, a top-secret past, and connections to a famous historical figure. But that's not all they have in common. They're being hunted. Grab your copy of The List by J.A. Conrath at a local Walmart or bookseller. Visit jaconrath.com for more info. Because I don't think most people realize how many challenges there are constantly to your First Amendment rights. What, uh, what case are you going to share with us today? Well, I think we're going to talk about a high school graduation and a kid named Sam Blackledge. And who is he? Sam is, uh, well, like I just said, he was the valedictorian of his class in uh, Illinois. A little farming community in uh, in West Illinois, Northwest Illinois, and uh, you know he, he had earned the right to be able to speak to his uh, fellow graduates during his uh, his valedictorian address. Uh, now I, I'm sure you guys uh, each walked across the stage as valedictorians as well, so you remember yes, very well yes. uh, how that how that worked out. <laughs> Come on, you don't even have to ask. <laughs> he I feel offended. He <laughs> so Sam had the right to be able to address his, uh, his 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 class with his valedictorian address, and as he was getting ready, he, he submitted his speech to his principal, and about like ten minutes before he was supposed to walk across the stage or walk into this graduation ceremony. The principal takes him aside and says, hey, Sam, uh, you can't give your speech. Uh, it, it, there's, there's stuff in here that references your religion. You talk about Jesus and all that. Uh, this isn't appropriate for the venue, and so you got to, like, leave it out or, or you just simply can't give it. And, and Sam was like, well, I, 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 can't not, I, I can't not say this. I mean, this is, this is my speech. Can we just give, like, a disclaimer? This is my words and not the school's words or something like that. That seems reasonable. brings... It seems reasonable, and then the principal brings in the superintendent, and they said, "No, you can't do that." And so you got to leave out the Jesus stuff, or you just can't give it. And Sam says, "Well, I'm not going to leave that stuff out, so I guess I just can't give it." And so Sam ultimately did not give that speech at all during the graduation ceremony. Uh, unfortunately for the school district, they're wrong here, and they're they're like really wrong here. So we sent them a demand letter a couple weeks back saying, "Hey, look." You've ruined the only high school graduation that Sam Blackledge is ever going to have. Here's a guy that worked diligently for his entire high school career, got a 4.0 GPA. When he earns that right to speak to his his uh, classmates, they ought to respect the right to, to have him say whatever is on his mind at that time. Uh, and, and fortunately, the law is on the side of Sam here. In fact, the Department of Education, the United States Department of Education, uh, what now, 18 years ago, put on their website uh, an entire guide for what what we ought to do with student religious remarks in school uh, and other things having to do with uh, free exercise for students in school. Uh, and one of the things they actually said in there is that, uh, you know, Sam was right. The school can actually disclaim the, the speech that's going to follow. They wow. could say the words of Sam, and he could be able to go forward with that. Or they could just simply sit back and listen to what he's got to say. When students earn the right to address their peers and remarks that they control, the school is required to be neutral towards those remarks. And in this case, they have violated Sam's constitutional rights. And my hope is that they'll apologize before we have to apply the law to them in court. So did, did this just happen? Uh, just a couple weeks ago, maybe wow. yeah, maybe two weeks ago. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, I think people misunderstand that, too. The school can't, it, it comes down to the school can't endorse religion, right? They can't take part in it, is that? 
that's that's basically it. Yeah, look, if the school district is, uh, you know, if the principal is going to get up there and give a speech or an altar call or something like that, that's absolutely wrong. Okay. If it can be attributed to the speech of the school district, the, the public school uh, students, or I'm not other students, but the, the uh, if it's attributed to the state through the public school, a teacher, a principal, or someone who's Because they represent the school, it. That's right. But okay. if it's, it's a private student, if it's someone who's just, uh, hey, look, I, I, you know, he's not the president of the class or something like that, this is his private remarks, in other words, not attributed to the state, then it's the student's speech. And students still retain their First Amendment rights. And there's a famous case back in the 1960s called uh, Tinker versus Des Moines. Uh, involved a, a, a protest by students of the Vietnam War, and the Supreme Court said neither students nor teachers shed their constitutional rights when they walked through the schoolhouse gates. That's a principle they said had been the holding of the court for almost 50 years at that time. So we're looking at 90 years where this is the principle of the Supreme Court, where students have that right. They don't shed their constitutional rights when they walk through the schoolhouse gates, and that includes all the way through the graduation ceremony. Interesting. So this would be more akin to he, the student um writing uh, in a journal that he he went to church camp over the summer or something and they and them saying oh you can't mention that because well that's what i did and this is an assignment and it's my thoughts right it's it's a journal yeah well it would be akin to someone standing on the sidewalk outside and giving a speech that's protected okay. speech under the first amendment it'd be it'd be the same as a guy going on radio like this and speaking and the government can't come in and censor your remarks simply because you're referencing religion uh, you know, you can go on down the line. Mm-hmm. And look, it's, graduation is not the only time students might engage in, in private speech. In fact, the Department of Education says on their website, and this is just restatements of the law, that, uh, you know, remarks in class during classroom discussions, students can reference their faith during a, a like a speech they might give in speech class or uh, as a part of an assignment, they can reference their faith. They can reference their faith in class assignments and homework uh, and on tests. That sort of thing. they can't be punished by the state if they reference their religion as a part of their their classroom discussions and so in the hallways, outside the hallways, on the playground. Students, in other words, retain their constitutional rights wherever they go on campus. You know, it's funny too because, and we may never know what these um, the true motives or thoughts or feelings of the principal and superintendent and those who were speaking with him, uh, you know, and told him he couldn't give his speech. But the way you described it to me and the way this happened leads me to believe they didn't want to have him give the speech. They weren't just concerned about protecting the school because they could have played, uh, they could have uh, uh, claimed ignorance, even if something was amiss. You know, they could, well, it's his speech. They could have erred on the side of, of caution when it came to the First Amendment. They could have done any of this. In other words, what would have happened if he'd given the speech and there was some challenge to it? Right? That Well, uh, a big bunch of nothing, I think. Exactly. Uh, right. And they, they have to know that. And, and in one of the speech, I, I, I just love this part because in the middle of the speech, he goes, I'm convinced that each of us are pursuing the same four things. A life devoid of evil, full of justice, full of love, full of forgiveness. So he's basically saying that. And then he closes down and says, as you search for goodness, justice, love, and forgiveness, know that only God is big enough to provide that for you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, r- r- remarkable messages that uh, his classmates never get to hear. You know, it was, it was interesting. A couple of weeks ago, I was with Sam, and uh, we, we were announcing the, the sending of this letter, and we actually took him aside and, and put a put him behind a podium, put his cap and gown back on, and filmed him giving the speech he never got to give. And it was just me, a camera guy, 
and his parents. Do you have and that? We got done with posted. The, it's, yeah, in fact, it's on our website. First we'll tweet out a link. Slash okay. uh, and it was interesting that he gave this speech, and when he got done, I look over at his mom, and his mom is just in tears, proud of her son for the accomplishments that he's made, and proud of the stand that he's taking for his First Amendment rights and everybody else's. But I, I don't know how many. I don't know how many more high school graduations, Doc, are going to be ruined because mm-hmm. school administrators think it is their responsibility to censor the remarks of their students. It's not. Students are entitled to First Amendment rights even at the graduation ceremony, and our school districts would do well to remember that. You know, too, um, I like that you've taken this case as well because although, yeah, he didn't get to speak, um, some cases that you've you know brought before us and we've talked about, um, I think we're more damaging to the individual, although this is damaging. I think the bigger issue here is to challenge this to hopefully stave off any other mistakes that schools make that are similar. Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly what Sam wants out of this as well. We've asked for very simple things. Just change your policy. Don't do this again. Uh, make sure you give an apology to the kid. I mean, goodness sakes, you ruined his high school graduation. And then make right. sure that you can work with us to, to, to ensure this never happens again for any future students. It was disappointing to me. We sent this letter. They, uh, there was a, a meeting that they scheduled between the superintendent and Sam's parents. And as soon as they heard that lawyers were involved, they canceled that meeting. <laughs> that's really disappointing to wow. me because I wanted to sit down with the superintendent and say, look, maybe this is just a, a flat-out misunderstanding but we can solve this issue. Let, let's just create a good policy and then have you guys abide by that policy that allows students to be able to reference their faith at certain times in school, just like the law says. So you're actually trying to de-escalate the entire thing, and they're trying to, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I, w- I would hope so. I mean, goodness sakes, people make mistakes on, on occasion. I don't oh. always assume that everybody's out to get you. <laughs> right, right. When, when you make the mistake, just admit it, and let's, let's fix it. What, what a great lesson it would be by the school administration to teach their students what it means to engage in the First Amendment. Wow. That is a great point, Jeremy. That is the ultimate teachable moment. That's great. All right, Jeremy, appreciate you sharing. What we'll do is uh, we'll tweet out a link to uh, the video that you have. People can also go to firstliberty.org if they want to donate because you're doing good work out there, and we appreciate you sharing the stories with us. Thanks very much. All right, have a good day. You know, it's, it's just so twisted. I understand the concern of some who are not religious, some who are of different faiths, saying, I don't want my children exposed to certain things in classes and whatever. I get that. I'm not saying their solutions are right, but I understand your motivation. For people that are on the left and would scream about this stuff, the atheists, whoever, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. I disagree with some of your tactics, what you're proposing, but I truly am sympathetic to what you're saying. I can put myself in your situation. Most of the time, that's been completely lost in the world. People can't try to understand each other. They're not willing to understand. This is at the core of all of who I am, my faith. It matters that much. It's, it's paramount to everything I do, and anybody who is religious, doesn't matter the faith, it's going to be at the center of everything they are as well. You can't understand that? So there's the first breakdown. The second breakdown. What was he doing? If you're not religious, or you know what? Let's put ourselves in the position of a religion we're not. Are you Christian? Most of this audience probably is, just because most Americans are. 
let's say it's Muslim, Hindu, another religion. And the kid who was going to speak was Muslim or Hindu. And he was going to bust out something, you know, about his faith. Now, it may make you a little uncomfortable, give you pause for a moment. But is there a difference between that and your kid going to a school where they're teaching that other faith? Do you see the difference? Yep. They would lump all of these into schools and with religion and teaching. No, this is a kid giving his thoughts on his faith. And I have no problem if my kids at graduation and the valedictorian of the class happens to be Muslim and is going to stand up and say what this kid said, what Sam said, but based on his faith, I have no problem with how long's his speech? A couple of minutes? And guess what? If you have a problem with it, uh, maybe your kid should have been valedictorian. How about that? Yep. And by the way, the speech lasted five minutes. Five minutes. This is not him teaching something. Or preaching. And then finally, whether it's Muslim, Christian, Hindu, Sikh, whatever, what is a message, a speech about faith in that setting going to have to do with? Is it going to be proselytizing? Come join my faith. Nope. No. It's going to be what Sam says, said, and that is be a better person. Treat people well. We're all human beings. We all have the same basic needs and we have the same basic capacities. So how about we stop fighting? We start communicating. And we start solving problems. That's what it's going to be based in because that's what religion is based in. Do the right thing. I, Luke, send a message to all those that follow our Lord Jesus Christ. From Affirm Films comes Paul, Apostle of Christ, now on DVD and Blu-ray. There are men, women, children that will never meet you. There must be a handwritten account of your acts. Their faith challenged an empire. Do you really know about these Christians? I am concerned with these documents. Their words change the world. Love is the only way. Paul, Apostle of Christ, starring Jim Caviezel. Available now on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.